Welcome to Dumpster Diving. That's the new theme song for Dumpster Diving. Uh, no more of the big heads bullshit. <laughs> what? No, I mean, it still exists, but uh, no more of the, the, you know, well, I'll still do it again, but not today. Uh, anyway, so okay. welcome to Dumpster Diving. Uh, my name is Mark. Uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad. And yourself? Good. Uh, for those of you who who were waiting with bated breath, uh, Ben's not joining us today. <laughs> if you listened to yesterday's episode, we had uh, special guest star Ben. Uh, well, I almost said his last name. <laughs> I talked to him today, and he was like, "Oh, I can't come back. It's you know, I don't know. He's doing something." He's busy. He's being... trying to leave. He's trying to try to wet the appetite of the audience. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's watching some Kiefer Sutherland movies. Yeah, so he probably fucking saw Kiefer Sutherland or a lookalike, uh, and he had to chase him down for a while. <laughs> oh, Kiefer Sutherland. I wonder what. Do you think Kiefer Sutherland has any projects coming up? You know, that's a very hard uh, name to say. Mm-hmm. Sutherland. I don't know why Kiefer is hard too. It's a weird name. Yeah, I've never known anyone named Kiefer. <laughs> I, I mean, is that like a drug reference? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he gets that from. Well, here's uh, my son, Kiefer. He was born in London, though. Ontario? No, St. Mary's Hospital, Paddington, London. Huh. He was born where Paddington Barrett was born. Um. Yeah, apparently. His filmography, let's see if he's got anything coming up. Nope. Uh, The remake of Flatliners is the last movie he's been in so far. And then. I heard that was like a direct sequel. Was it? I didn't see it. I don't think anyone did, except for Ben. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Oh, he's in that show, Designated Survivor. Is that still on? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, he's going to be in. Uh, apparently, they're making a TV series of The Fugitive. They're they're going back to 1960s mainstay. Uh, the Fugitive. Oh, it's going to be on QB. Do you are you from, are you familiar with uh, QB? I get a lot of ads, and it looks terrible. Yes, it's Netflix, but like ten minutes long. That's uh, that's basically what it is. Everything is 10 minutes or less, but it's streaming shows and uh, what they're calling movies, short form movies. I don't know how you can call them movies, but uh, if they're only 10 minutes long, but that's what they're calling them. It's not a movie. It's a QB. That's right. It looks horrible and everyone is uh, predicting that it will that it will fail. He's also, let's see, he's a voice in the ep- in, uh, an episode of the show, uh, The Loud House. Are you familiar with The Loud House? Uh, I don't know if they still make them, but my kids did watch it like a couple years ago. I think it was actually from a guy who was from around here. Yes, Royal Oak, Royal Oak, Michigan. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of references to that on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember they my kids watched it too, and he said something. And he was talking about like some street or something like that that's in Michigan. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, I, and I listened and I was like, this dude is absolutely from Michigan. And I looked it up. His name is uh, Chris uh, Savino. And he uh, he's only a little bit older than us. And he, yeah, from Royal Oak. 
So good for him. Yeah, th- well, actually, I don't think he uh, does the show anymore because I think he was like creepy, so they uh, like took him off it. Yeah, uh, under Wikipedia, it says sexual harassment allegations. And then it says, see also Weinstein effect. Oh, no. Um, October- There's also a show <coughs> called Clarence where like, the guy who like created it like, was basically kicked off his own show for this. Oh, okay. Let's see what he did. Uh, let's see. Cartoon Brew reported that Nickelodeon had suspended Savino from their studio due to multiple allegations of sexual harassment against him. Rumors of Savino's inappropriate behavior had existed for at least a decade. Holy shit. How long, uh, that's weird. I wonder how long he was involved at Nickelodeon. Then He must have been like an animator beforehand or something. I guess. As many as a dozen women accused him of sexual harassment, unwanted sexual advances, and threats of blacklisting female colleagues who no longer agreed to consensual relationships with him. Ouch. Well, not a very good guy, I guess. Uh, in September 2019, he said he regretted his actions. And now he's a born-again Christian. Of course you are. Of course you are, Mr. Savino. It makes it all better. No one wins the lottery and becomes a born-again Christian. You ever notice that? No yeah, one, that's true. No one's flying high on uh, you know, uh, the tops of their life or whatever and, and becomes a born-again Christian. As they say. Yeah, exactly. What a... <laughs> You know that old. Oh, you, there you go, flying high at the top of life again. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland also has a discography. We're back to Kiefer Sutherland now. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a. Oh yeah, you were mentioning the loud house. It's a weird, yeah, it's a weird Wikipedia like spiral we're going down. But apparently, in uh, August nineteenth, two thousand sixteen, he released an album called "Down in a Hole." <laughs> Jeez, Not that's a, where it was recorded as well. Yeah, the only single uh, was, or no, I'm sorry, two singles came off this uh, this album. Not enough whiskey. <laughs> Not enough whiskey, which I think is. Are you sure that's the title you're going with, Keeper? <laughs> yeah, that's your. Not enough. It's your family motto, and uh, can't stay away, which sounds like the he's a stalker, step. right? Uh, it charted at as number thirty five in the on the U.S. country charts. Oh, come on. That would be a way more specific chart than that. <laughs> the alternative country uh, <laughs> celebrity charts. Yeah. Uh, alcohol themed. Um, and then right. to 2019, he released uh, Reckless and Me. And that did not chart in the United States. But in Germany, it made 28. So. Oh, no. That's weird. Open Road. This is how it's done. Something you love. Maybe I'll I'll edit in a. Uh, yeah, say can you play some of that for us, Mark? Yeah, let's play a little bit of of Keith Urselin's music. Pull the shades, lock the door, drag your feet across the floor. Memories hang in the hall. Pull them down off the wall. There's not enough whiskey in the world tonight. Not enough whiskey for you to see the light. Not enough whiskey to make it all alright. It's time for you to say goodnight. Okay, it was right there. You heard it. You either heard deafening good. silence if I was completely lazy, or you heard uh Kiefer Sullivan's uh song. Let's let's figure I think out I which... Know which one we're gonna hear. <laughs> 
Hey, do you think when you were reading the uh, Wikipedia article, like Ben was just like listening, but like also mouthing the words along because he just like read it so often that he just <laughs> yeah. knows it by heart? He's memorized it. Oh, Kiefer if we can find a movie with Kiefer Sutherland where there's like an accidental ball slip, we can get Matt and Ben on the. Oh my God, that would be great. <laughs> we'll have to. We will have to figure out if that's uh, if that's a possibility. I'm gonna go through all of Kiefer. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> No. I thought about it for half a second, but I really can't do that. All right. Uh, so this week on Dumpster Diving. On the Key for Sutherland podcast. Right. We decided to uh, take a look at an old favorite. Uh, we've talked about the creators of this, this certain television show uh, before. It's Uncle Buck. The 1991, though. The bad one. Oh, I guess they also came out with another Uncle Buck a few years ago. Yeah, with um, I can't. Who was it? Uh, it's a black cast, so it's like a reimagining. Let's say Uncle Buck was. I think we need a word for that, like a like a remake, you know. But like you know, because obviously that's just done sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mike uh, App, Mike Apps, I think that's who it was. Mike Epps is usually involved in those sort of things. <laughs> yeah. He was in the Honeymooners with Cedric the Entertainer. That's right. Again, the most ironically named uh, person in uh, you know the world. Oh God, Cedric the Entertainer. Let's see. So, um, yeah, what what what, what kind of what word could we could we come up with for uh, for that? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I would say you'd be throwing a remake, but I really don't know. That's that's a good idea. I, uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. All right, we'll, we'll think about it. <sighs> Maybe if I use the kind of language you use, I'd be able to find a, a word that rhymed better. <laughs> yep, probably. <laughs> oh, God. So uh, this TV show, Uncle Buck, starred uh, Kevin Meany. Uh, and so some... hey, uh, you want to play a game where Kevin Meany would qualify for both? Where Kevin Meany would what qualify for what qualify for both, uh, gay or dead? Oh, yeah, he's dead. I know that. Yeah, it was. I think I we talked about this before. It's kind of weird. Like, he like uh, he was married for a while, then like his wife like found like he was looking at like you know gay pornography on his mm-hmm. uh computer. And he's like, Yeah, I'm gay. It's like, I, 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 I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. Um, I mean, and I, I've already been told that you can't help me with this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But and yeah, call back. How do I? I don't understand how we call back to that. But yeah, the Regis and Norma thing is a very big factor in both. For yeah, for sure. I remember that crisp autumn night when you first told me about it. <laughs> No, I, you did tell me about it. It's not hilarious. And then eventually uh, YouTube was invented and I was able to see it. Yeah. No, it was it was incredible. I, I, I loved Who Wants to Be a Millionaire back in the day for some reason. Uh, but yeah, poor Kevin Meaney. 2016 he died of apparently of a heart attack at 60 years old. I know he was that old. But yeah, I guess in 1990 he's, you know, obviously uh, in his 30s, I'd say at this point. Yeah. And he was uh, pre-death. Um, although his, I would hope so. Although his career was about to die. Although he was hoping they do a Weekend at Bernie's uh, TV version since this is getting canceled. All right, his disc his discography hadn't come out uh, 
yet, uh, which is titled. Can you guess what it's titled? Uh, too much whiskey. <laughs> it's it's titled. That's not right. Remember that was his oh. his stand up. Uh, is the, I'm not uh, very familiar with the stand-up. Uh, I know, like, I know, like, a lot of stand-up comedians like really have high regard for him, mm-hmm. but I'm really not familiar. He was actually a pretty funny uh, stand-up comedian, but he did that that '80s thing where he had a catchphrase. <laughs> no, that's not right. Why do you do this to your father and I? Stand-up, yeah. stand-up comedians had a catchphrase for some reason, or they had some uh, gimmick they uh, they did. You, you know, like uh, like that one guy that uh, that went around and um, you know uh, raped uh, women at uh, all the college. I, I was gonna say Vince Champ, but I was taking a drink, so you beat me to it. Yeah, Vince Champ. That was so. That was the best. Fucking Stoller. I think it was Stoller. He's like his gimmick was to to you know, like you know he'd uh, rape some woman and they never knew who it was and like they realized oh you know it's the comedian because all these you know that's what all these places have in common and then there's just a pause and norm goes maybe the worst gimmick any comedians (laughs) (laughs) it it was such a weird like word to use yeah 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 (laughs) Um, oh predator just pounced on poor friends it's so funny that he just obviously had him on there just to make fun of him (laughs) yeah You kind of feel bad it almost feels like Fred Sword thinks that Norm likes him, like you know, like or thinks of him as an equal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, thinks of him as an equal. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, poor like, Fred you know, Stoller. Obviously, doesn't like some people. Like you know, John Lovitz. He clearly doesn't feel the same way about it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lovitz. He shits on Lovitz all the time, which is great. Oh, like a story about the uh, tennis pro. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I've never seen all of the movie Uncle Buck. Like, I've seen snippets of it. it used to be on like local TV and that kind of stuff. You know, okay. I've seen like the iconic like pancake flipping thing. You know, yeah. I don't know if I've seen it in the previews or commercials for it on TV or what, but I've never really watched it all the way through. But I was kind of surprised. This was a better show than I thought. Yeah, it it's what's weird too is it takes it's a, very politically incorrect, you know, for modern standards. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you probably couldn't get away with on uh TV today. Um and there's it, it it takes sort of a dark turn too, kind of, because you know, they they don't they don't come right out and say, I don't think that um, you know, hey, uh the parents died in a fucking car accident. Oh, or they something. Do. They do at the end, yeah. Oh, yeah, but but yeah, they're like, but I mean, they're like, you know, it's basically, it's like he's taking care of them because uh, their parents have died. <laughs> right? It's so weird. Yeah, and I, it's it's just odd. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's definitely funny moments. The premise is uh, at the beginning, uh, he's been there for five months, I think he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- I, uh, my wife was explaining this to me a little bit. I think his brother, his sister-in-law, who was their it's her mother that's like wealthy or something. And like, mm-hmm. that's, you know, like they rely on her for money or something. Yeah, that's correct. But you know, obviously they set up, they set up the entire, like, you know, uh, structure of the sitcom, you know, in the first episode, uh, there's an older, like rebellious daughter. She wants to go, um, kind of date with some guy or something like that. But then mm-hmm. like, uh, he has to play poker, but he's, oh, I'll just play poker here at home with the kids. 
um hmm. there's like a younger kid who's like there's like someone at school named pat who's like you know really like bullying him that kind of shit mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's getting bullied by pat's um the daughter well, yeah the daughter- which, which my wife my wife saw that uh, joke uh you know waking up in the morning and stretching <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh man um and uh what else so like uh, and the little girl is a lot of this episode. The little girl's getting in trouble because she's using bad language. And it yeah, all, I don't know if they said what it was exactly, but she's, you know, uh, yeah, that, that uncle buck. I think she said, uh, I don't remember what she said, but, but anyway, so, um, he gets, uh, there's also a subplot with, uh, I think she's, She's a liaison for the court or something. I'm not sure exactly what or she she she's a liaison. She's like a lawyer or something. I don't know what she is, but she apparently wants to fuck Uncle Buck like really bad, and uh, he he doesn't want to have sex with her because she alludes to it in she's in one scene and she oh, alludes yeah, to yeah, it yeah, several yeah, times. Yeah, that's really very odd that she's just so like aggressively attracted to him. Mm-hmm. And then when he like you know spurns her advances, she basically just like fucking lights his ass up and like you know calls the woman and says all this shit. Yeah, yeah, basically. I don't know if this woman's gonna be in any more episodes or not. Uh, I assume so, but I, I, I mean, it's not a terrible show, but I don't see myself watching any more episodes. No, I'm saying little boy, uh, little boy ended up punching Pat, who was a girl, little girl the whole time. Wah! Right. Yeah, couldn't see that. A lot of people say, "Who's that?" That's Pat. That's Pat. Yeah. A lot of people say, who's he or she <laughs> get that out of your fucking head now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, and then he's like, Oh, I think Pat likes me. And then she kissed him or he kissed her or something. I don't know. Some shit like that happened. Yeah. The, the cast of the movie, um, see, here's, here's where I think the TV show fails for the time. On, honestly, if you re-aired this today, like on Netflix or something, I think people would pick up on it. I think I don't think it'd be a huge hit or anything, but I think it would have its. Uh, I think it would have its audience. I think in in ninety, when you're you know coming, uh, you know fairly close to the release of the movie. I mean, John Candy, legend, uh, you know, obviously is the star of that movie, and then you've got uh, uh, Gene Louise Kelly or Louisa, Jean, yeah, Gene Louisa Kelly, um, who played the the older daughter. And she was on. Um, what was the other show that she was on? I know she's going to be. She's going to be in that uh, that Maverick movie, um, uh, the Top Gun uh, like sequel. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like the show Maverick that Mel Gibson and Jodie Foster did. I'm like, are they doing that again? Because that was a TV show. If I'm not mistaken. No, she was on. She was on the show Yes, Dear. That's what she was on. Do you remember? I, never, I don't even know what that show is. You remember? You don't remember Yes, Dear? I mean, I've heard of the name. It just sounds like the dumbest fucking like show. I I don't even have to see it to know it's a terrible show. It's uh, it was uh, Anthony Clark, uh, who was like a comedian from Virginia. Uh, I can't remember what he'd be known for, other than yes, dear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was kind of he was on Boston Common, and he was yeah, on he was on Ellen too. I think. Hmm. I watched that in the early year. I guess it wasn't on very long, but I don't remember the show. I just know Jeremy Piven replaced some guy. Mm. Like she had like a friend, and then he was gone. And Jeremy Piven's there. Oh, you know one thing he's really known for is um, he was featured uh, in the '95 HBO Young Comedian Special. 
Gary Shandling hosted that. And the other people in the special along with this guy uh, were Dave Chappelle, Dave Attell, and Louis C.K. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and, and him, Anthony Clark. Oh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like, does anybody have a resume? Hey, remember the 1995 young... Oh, Anthony Clark. What? <laughs> Oh, you're, you're talking about Anthony Clark, right? I mean, I call that the Anthony Clark uh, special with some other. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, there was other people in it, but uh, but so you and know, Mimi was in it. She was already, he was already established for Uncle Buck, right? But yeah, so so she was in it. And she was on that Yes Dear show. You know, she went on to do other things, obviously. And then Macaulay Culkin was the the little boy in the movie, and the little girl. I don't remember who she played but uh, or, i mean what who who played she her she played another little girl yeah <laughs> but uh but the person that they get for the teenage girl here uh her name is da v choden d a h hyphen v e that's her first name and then choden c h o d a n so that wasn't already registered for sag apparently not no she didn't have to be like uh like da oh, Davi L Coden, you know. Yeah, that would suck. Uh, but yeah, she was she was on. So that sounds like the name of somebody who's in a cult. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> she was in an episode of Out of This World, though, in 1988. Oh, no. So I'm sure. It was, let's see. She was. Uh, she played Heather in one episode. Oh. You remember that? No. She was also on The Wonder Years for two episodes. Her her character name, Locker Girl. <laughs> what? Yep, Locker Girl, two episodes. It says nineteen eighty eight to nineteen ninety two too. So like was she in was she four years apart in this show? And just Locker Girl both times. I think it was just on there four four years, right? Yeah, I guess so. But she didn't do much uh in Hollywood, unfortunately. Uh, and now she's dead. So she's dead. No, I don't think so, <laughs> dude. She's dead. Um, let me see. Let me see if she's still alive. I think she's sure fine. She's, she's good. Yeah, she was born in I don't know, nineteen seventy-one. Let's see. Um, well, she doesn't have a Wikipedia, weirdly. So. Um, she was born in 1971. Yeah, no one made a Wikipedia entry for a locker girl. Yeah, I know it's it's weird, right? Great. Have you ever seen the movie Hot Pursuit with John Cusack? I don't think so. Apparently, she's in that too. That's John Cusack, uh, Ben Stiller, Robert Loja. Well, Jerry Stiller's in it too, and Shelley huh. Fabre. Huh? That's weird. I only know her from Coach. Yeah, and her singing career, right? No, I uh, think she's on the uh, same uh, tour with Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> you don't remember? You don't remember her nineteen like sixties? Uh, I can't remember what she sang. Johnny Angel, Johnny Angel, Johnny Angel, Johnny Angel. You're an angel to me, Johnny Angel. She had one song. 
Uh, I don't remember though. Was it theme from Coach? <laughs> yep, she did the. I think it's the second time that's come up in like a month. <laughs> that was her. Because you you actually did that instead of Police Academy. You were going for Coach. That's right. Yeah. Uh, what is Police Academy again now? Um, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, or my favorite uh, theme song, which is Saint Elsewhere. I don't think I've heard that one. Oh well, you'll hear it when you listen to this again. Um, because I'm editing it in. <laughs> Promising here today, Mark. Yeah, I know. Well, I got my computer back. I got to use it now. Uh, so let's see. Um, yeah, the, I mean, the show's decent. It's not terrible. It's We've certainly watched worse. I know. I say this theme song was actually very bad, which disappointed me because oh. my favorite thing is about like 80s, 90s theme songs. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're just like they're, they're, they're often very good and they're very catchy. You know, they're fun. Uh, like we just like we just we just talk about two instrumental songs that like were in our heads. You know, right, actually, it was a movie, but this is just like the most like phoned in like theme song I've ever heard. Yeah, I meant to mention that actually because when I listened to the theme song, I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. And I had the same yeah. thought. I was like, Mike's going to be disappointed because it's an 80s, 90s theme song. And yeah, they're usually pretty good. Yeah. And I, I was just thinking another one that I think you might like even more than seeing elsewhere is uh, go ahead and play this one too, Mark. Uh, the, the theme to Night Court. So yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I don't have a lot like, to say okay, about. There's like there's sort of fuck up shit in this. Like they have a poker game at his house, mm-hmm. and even though it's 1990, they're still just like all smoky around kids and stuff, which <laughs> yes. is weird to see. Because like, even on like TV in the 90s, they stopped doing that kind of. Yeah, he's got he Uncle Buck's got a cigar pretty much the entire show. Uh, the, he brings it to the school. He mm-hmm. brings it to uh, you know the poker game. It, it's always in his mouth. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot I of things always really... in his mouth. Always in Kevin uh-huh. Meany's mouth. <laughs> uh, 
and there's a part that just seems like it's really bad, like computer imaging. It's like it sh- for some reason it shows his car pull up outside the school just to show that it's like the same car from the movie. Yes, and there's like a, like smoke shoot out the back, and like you hear like the can laughter. It's like that was completely unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. I remember I reacted to that part too. I was like, "What? Why?" Yeah, it's, it's and and he in the uh, you know at the beginning, like during the credits, they just showed him like making like a giant pancake like every day. It seemed like right, like like from what uh, my wife told me, like in the movie, it was like a special thing for like a birthday or something. Yes, it was. But it's just like it's like they just have to. And again, I think that's a bad thing. Uh, my wife agreed that uh, you know. Much like you and I always discuss, why why even make this Uncle Buck? I mean, it's it's not necessary. Yeah, make it make it Kevin Meany's taking care of like I don't know his his brother died and he's taking care of his kids or whatever, or they could be his kids, you know, whatever. Like, but I mean, I guess they, you probably want to make them not his kids because it's the fish out of water, like you know, right? But scenario. I mean, it's just it, I assume they just had this thing like uh, Uncle Buck, like yeah, okay, we'll see. You know that one guy is really fucking to making Uncle Buck shit. Yeah, well, we talked about it. I mean, they they definitely sat yeah. around before they had their uh, their eyes wide shut sex party. They they were like, uh, all right, for Uncle Buck. <laughs> Then they oiled each other up. Yeah, they they probably have like a source of money they just refer to as their Uncle Buck money. Because <laughs> they're just like that's all they do is they make Uncle Buck uh franchise. Do you think they also made the the movie Chuck and Buck? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I've never seen that. But isn't that that Mike White guy? Uh yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, that that's a uh that's an interesting film. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know you said there's a lot of uh, stuff that you really liked about it, but I haven't seen it myself. <laughs> well, there's there's one specific thing at the end. Uh, like, it's referred to, kind of, not really referred to even, but like if you, you can, you can kind of pick up on the, the homosexual, like, tension, I guess. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Spoilers. But uh, but yeah, towards the end, it's uh, that's when it gets uh, real. That's when it gets real. <laughs> like extra real, or yeah, yeah. He's um he so the, I mean the dude the Mike White's character Buck, uh, he is the maturity level of an adolescence. It's fucking the whole thing's really weird and not not good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. It's uh, it's an interesting, borderline disturbing film. Uh, not and not for homosexual reasons. Like borderline disturbing film because the guy is, you know, is has gone through a trauma because his mom died, and he's he's mentally, you know, like I said, he's he's um, you know, he's the his maturity level of an adolescent. He's not. It's uh, they like they they go out of their way to basically say that he's not um like mentally handicapped necessarily, but it's like. He's, it's, you know, it's a different issue. Like it's a developmental delayed issue or something like that, but it's a very severe one. Um, but yeah, so it's a fucked up movie. Sounds like it. Uh, yeah. Then, and then, so, um, so oh, we have, a uh, Mike White wrote uh, it, Mike White wrote it. So I guess, uh, it wasn't the people that brought us uh, uncle buck. Oh, probably not. Um, so let's see. They have this poker game. Uh, well, yeah, you know, it's weird because like this guy, I, I, I didn't see the movie, but my wife thought that one guy might actually have been in, had been in the movie as well, like one of his poker buddy friends. 
Oh, I, I wouldn't. I don't remember. I, I remember yeah, the movie, yeah. but I don't remember it well enough to know. Sure. But that'd be kind of funny if he's just playing the same role. Um, But, like, this guy just picks his kid up, and it's just weird, like, the way, like, you know, just stuff you wouldn't see these days. Mm-hmm. Um, The girl, like, uh, is going on a date with, like, this, uh, this guy who's, like, in his like thirties, maybe or he says yeah. he's like 23, but he looks like he's like 35. Oh, for sure. And I thought he, he was a his, drug like, dealer. And we took his talks about like his entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, uh, like, you know, after midnight, which mm-hmm. is like, Oh yeah, he's selling drugs, obviously. But, uh, right. what was it like? Star car stereo equipment or yeah, something? Weird, like- basically it's stolen goods. He's fencing stolen goods. And then it got really fucked up because, like, uh, uncle buck is like, Oh, I, I understand. She's got a really nice body on her or something like, yeah. creepy like that. And then he's like, uh, he's like, oh, I, I'm just concerned for you because you know she tied these guys up. And I think she's like in high school, mind you. Like he's basically uh, like alluding to like you know she like is a dominatrix or something weird like that. Yep. And it's too much for the criminal, so he runs away. Right. He's like, oh, I only I only sell uh, stolen goods. I don't do that. Yeah, I don't sell. I only sell stolen goods and fuck seventeen year olds. I'm I'm not. Uh, right. I'm not into this I can't shit. Do both. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I imagine you could do both. Yeah. Um. So this uh this uh grandma was called by I don't know who the maybe the liaison lady I think you said. Uh huh. And she's like, oh, I can't. I'm not up for these shenanigans because like you know the kids being like lifted upside down by like a felon or like someone I don't know. Right. But it's just like a bunch of weird shits going on here. And then uh, oh my god, I have. With all due respect, uh, Kevin Meany is a terrible actor. He's yes, so he bad. is. Yes, he is. The mom isn't. The grandmother isn't great, but he's like he's like all trying to be, and it's like the most like, oh, the most like cliched setup you've ever seen to a sitcom. It's like, well, I'll let you as long as you appease me. You know, you can stay here with the kids. Right. Which, I mean, at that age, how much watching is he actually doing? I mean, maybe the the smallest one. Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh... I mean obviously he's not uh, doing a great job of watching the oldest one. Right. She's uh, you know dating like a uh, you know car thieves or whatever. Yeah, she's getting the finger mid- blasted uh, on her lunch break from a thirty-five-year-old. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, well, but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, whatever. But yeah, it's. Yeah, it's. It's not inspiring. It doesn't make me actually want to see it. Yeah, that, any more than I already have. That whole thing where where. He- you know, he's going on and on and on about, you know, this, th- these kids meant something to me and, and, and all this stuff and, and everything. They just clearly don't. And he's just, oh, it's, it's very bad act. Yeah. It's very bad acting, but she's like the whole time she's saying like, uh, like, well, like she's trying to get a word in cause she's trying to say it's okay that he can, that he can stay there. And then she starts talking and she's like, Hey, you know, uh, I, uh, I shut up when you were talking, you know, do me the same courtesy or whatever. It's like, no, you didn't. You were trying to talk right. the whole time. You were trying to tell him to shut up so you could say that uh, you want him to stay with the kids. And another thing you wouldn't uh, see in a show today, he calls her a dried up old bitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Audrey Meadows, that's who that is. Uh, she was... Um... Tim Meadows' mom. <laughs> yeah, Tim Meadows' mom and also was on The Honeymooners. Oh, no. Who is she on The Honeymooners? The Honeymooner? She was, I think she was, I believe she was not Ralph's wife, but uh, girl? Norton's wife. Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I mean, there's like four characters on the honeymooners, so it's got to be correct. <laughs> uh, Audrey Meadows, not Audrey Hepburn. 
Audrey Meadows. Yeah, I saw her name in the in the um the fucking, you know, the credits and I was like, "Oh, wow. It's uh it's Audrey Meadows. That's crazy." Uh she was, let's see. No, she was Ralph's wife. She was basically yeah, she played Alice. Yeah, I just yeah, saw it. Just she was basically the, the star of the Honeymooners and of course married to Jane Meadows. Of course. Legendary uh, Hollywood actress uh, Jane Meadows and um, wife of guess who? Uh, Norm Macdonald's favorite. No, Norm Macdonald's favorite comedy writer, Steve Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when he talked about that book that Steve Allen had written? <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. I'll have to check that out. Oh, uh, he he says he mentioned something about how like Steve Allen had written a comedy book, but it was like the worst comedy book. <laughs> Because oh. it was like try, trying to tell people like how to be funny, but it was um, he's like, it was just like the worst advice ever. I was like, you see how uh, this person was forced to go blue. Now, that's not funny, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, that I've ever uh, seen anything with Steve Allen. Uh, I used to watch. Uh, what is it? What's my line? <laughs> he was on that sometimes. Oh, I don't know that I've seen that. Oh, it's a good one. No, no, that sounds familiar, but I don't think I remember him on there. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a game show from or a panel show, I guess, probably more accurately from the nineteen fifties. Fair enough. Used to be on Game Show Network at like three o'clock in the morning or something like that. That's how I used to watch when I Jeez. when I would get uh, when I sometimes when I, if I got home early from work when I worked at the casino, I used to watch it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, speaking of things we uh, don't want to watch anymore, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're we won't be doing. Uh, yeah, I guess we should tell everyone. So Mike and I have decided we're done with house now. Um, but we are going to be moving on to other things. We're going to be moving on to something else. Uh, the slot where everybody lies is is going to become uh, something you know else entirely. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to take us you know one season of a TV show and just go through every episode of a single season. Um, I think for the most part, we're going to try to look for shows that only that are pretty good, uh, that only had one season. Uh, if you have any suggestions that you want uh, us to do, you can go on Twitter and, uh, you know, tweet at us, uh, different shows that, that you really like that that were only one season long and, and you want us to, you know, watch that season and do every episode. Um, but occasionally we probably will do some shows that had, you know, a couple more seasons, but we're like a little bit under the radar, you know, pe- ones that that people might not have seen a lot uh, just so we can kind of get some exposure for them and, and you know, experience some new stuff. Uh, I know, Mike, you were talking about Millennium and uh, I've never seen that and am pretty interested in it because I've heard you talk about it before. And I think yeah, we have it's a very good show. I just don't know where we can find it. Yeah, I well, I guess we'll have to. I don't know. We can. I'll look. I'll look around and see if I can uh, can find it anywhere. But uh, but yeah, that's our episode for uh, the week. And uh, you know, like I said, if you've got any suggestions, hit us up on Twitter uh, or email us or whatever. You know. Uh, so we talking about Briscoe County Junior possibly. Oh I yeah, like that one. Yep. I haven't seen it. Uh, maybe Deadwood. I think Deadwood's like two ten episode seasons. Yeah, that's that's not bad. I don't know. I'm sure there's. I, I know we talk about freaks and geeks as well. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that show a lot too. Freaks and geeks. What about that show? show? Is it called Undeclared? The other Judd Apatow show? Mm-hmm. 
I actually yeah. watched like the first episode of that or something. It seemed okay. Uh, what about the show uh, Erie, Indiana? You ever see that? No, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen that one. I think that's like a well, well there's plenty of options, so we'll figure it out. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know about you, but I like in the last couple episodes of House, it was just such a chore to watch them. Just, I mean, it's just like I think it's a good show as far as if you're into that kind of show, it's a very good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good show. Um, but yeah, it's just like for me, I, I like a little more variety. I, I like a more, like, I guess almost like, you know, where it's not a procedural. I mean, there are some kind of dramatic elements that, you know, go for episode to episode on house. I just don't care about them that much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. House is probably one of the better procedurals out there, but in the end of the day, it is mostly a procedural. We did what I wanted to do anyway, basically, which is we got to that episode, episode three stories and everything, which I think is one of the, the better episodes. And, and Honestly, from here, season two is pretty good. Uh, season three is decent. And then it really gets bad from like season five to nine. Yeah, that's not good. So we really don't want to uh, saddle ourselves in for that. But um, yeah, be like doing CSI. Seriously. So I'll figure out something else. We'll figure out something else to call uh, that uh, that Saturday show. Um, oh, uh, are we still doing the uh, the love guru for dumpster diving? Oh yeah, yeah. Next, so next week, uh, we're gonna do the love guru for dumpster diving. So if you want to, if you want to be on the same page with us, go ahead and and watch the love guru. <laughs> it's very very bad. Yes, it's much worse than this, uh, Uncle Buck. So enjoy it, and we will talk about it. But we will see you next week. Bye. See you next time.